Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. Lord, if our lives don't match what's going on in heaven, there's a problem. And we have a right to fix it. So we make a declaration this morning as it is in heaven. Set it right. Come on, say that with me. Set it right. Make a declaration. Set it right. Some marriages that you've been struggling, and you've been fighting, you've been bickering, and you're thinking about stepping out and moving on, and thinking, I just can't do this anymore, as it is in heaven. Divorce doesn't exist in heaven. God would never leave you nor forsake you. You stick by their side. You make this thing work as it is in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. If your body is ill, you have a right. Just like that little boy that got healed, you have a right to healing. As it is in heaven. I believe many of us are allowing things in our lives. And we're taking things that come in and we're using this as as the excuse. Well, if it's God's will, it'll work out. That is not faith. It's fatalism. That's not faith. That's not Christianity. That's fatalism. What, what, whatever will be, will be. We're playing things by chance. And that's not what God intended us to live. So in the next couple moments, what I'm going to share with you is literally, if you're tenacious enough, Let me try this side. If you contend enough. Maybe I was wrong. If there's a contender that's in you. Let me try the middle section because they look real spiritual this morning. There is a fighter that's in you. Y'all get one more time. If there's a contender that's in you. You know, I I love Rocky. I know he's fake. But I love the the storyline. And Rocky III is my favorite. Only because I love Mr. T. Rocky made it to the top and he's excited about, you know, having all these opportunities, living a plush life. But he's gotten comfortable. I think there's times in our our spiritual walks that we just get comfortable. But Clubber Lane is working out in a dirty gym and he's just going after it. He has a contender that's in him. And he knows that things can be better than they are right now. And there's this fighter in him that says, you know what? I'm going to keep on going until I have that opportunity, that shot to win my title. And some of us have just settled for, this is just the way it's going to be. But today, I want to stir up the contender that's in you. 
Look at your neighbor. Tell him I'm a contender. If you turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Hey, Vivi, are you heading out right now? Yeah, you have your service over in, uh, okay, just checking, man, just checking. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. This is the Lord's Prayer. It says this. In this manner, therefore, pray. Say it with me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want you to notice the way it reads in the, meth- the message version. It goes this way. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply like this. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best. As above, so below. Now say this with me. Set the world right. Turn to your neighbor. Tell him, set the world right. Bow your heads and pray with me. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I want you to understand first and foremost that God says your kingdom come. Everyone say kingdom come. God would never have us pray a prayer if it was impossible for that prayer to come about. Amen. God wouldn't fool with us like that. But Jesus tells us to pray in this manner, our Father which art in heaven. And last week we we talked about our Father. If you have not heard that message, go on our app, our CWC Bay Area app. Listen to that message. Get that into your spirit. But I need you to understand that after we have known that God is our Father, that we have a right at that point to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As above... So below. And we have a right to bring the kingdom of heaven. And so, although, when we, you know, the, East, the Western culture, kingdom is, is a foreign concept to us. We operate according to democracies. Everyone has a vote. Everyone has a thought. Everyone has a, a poll. Everyone has an idea. And so, it's we the people. But in the kingdom, it's not we the people. It's the king. Say it again, Pastor. See, God, the king, doesn't make decisions based on what you think. He's the king. It's his kingdom. And so when we pray the kingdom, be careful. Because this year, I'm going to challenge you so greatly. I, I hate New Year's. Because every new year we get people making resolutions for the same thing that they made resolutions for the year before. And they start the new year at the same place that they left off the last year. And so we continue that same cycle with no change. And I'm going to make it so uncomfortable for you in this next year that you're either going to grow or you're going to leave. Somebody say amen. Amen. But pastor, that's not a way to build a church. Well, listen, I don't want you taking up space if you don't want to grow. I want you to know that by the time this year is over, you're going to be a better man, a better woman, a better father, a better wife. You're going to be a better husband. You're going to be a better person than you started this year. We're going to get all up in your Kool-Aid this year. 
But I want you to understand that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is not limited to geographical boundaries. Wherever you are, the kingdom is. And if you ask the king in your heart and then you ask the kingdom to come, guess what? You've just relinquished all right to make decisions. Don't pray the kingdom to come unless you're willing to surrender to the king. Because a kingdom is wherever a king has dominion or reign. And so with that in mind, I want you to notice that Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, he said, so don't be afraid, little flock. It is your father's, it it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. I want you to know that God wants you to have the kingdom. Somebody say amen. Amen. In other words, God wants you to have reign. God wants to live in you so that you can bring a difference about around you. And with that in mind, I want you to understand God wants to share his kingdom with you. Look at your neighbor and tell him, whether you want to share with me or not, I'm going to share the kingdom with you. Matthew 11 says this, from the time that John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing. Someone say forcefully advancing. And violent people are, atta- I want you to, are attacking it. I want you to notice this. The kingdom doesn't just show up. The kingdom doesn't happen by accident. In fact, let, let me put it to you this way. Cisco, come on up here. Stop texting that girl. Come here, Mijo. Stand, stand next to him. I want you to notice something. This is the way the church has operated for years. Um, excuse, 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 um, pardon me, can, can I get, um, we're trying to get over there, you guys can, um, you know, if I, if I could just, if I could squee, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to, just trying to get over there, if you guys would, um, I mean, just want to get, And this is the way the church operates for years. We're so afraid of offending anyone. We got everyone else coming out of the closet, but we're afraid. We're afraid to say anything, afraid to do anything. But when you take a look at what Jesus said about John the Baptist when he showed up, he said John the Baptist showed up, and when he showed up and brought the kingdom, he said the kingdom comes and it forcefully advances. The, the kingdom the kingdom's not a wimpy little thing. It doesn't tiptoe. Oh, excuse me, pardon me. It's not rude. Don't get me wrong. Kingdom's not rude. But the kingdom doesn't pull this number. Excuse me. Can I? Can I get through? King, part. I can see the kingdom, but I can never get there. That's not. From the, from the uh, John the Baptist pre- began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been what? Get out my way. It pushes through. It, everyone say push through. push through. Push through. How many things have we run into in sickness and financial struggles and battles and depression and other things? And we're sitting here asking, well, if I, if I, can you guys mind if I could just, uh, you know, just, if, can, can I, I'm sorry, sickness, can I just get, I, all I want is to feel better for one day. All, all I want to do is just have my, my, have peace in my house just once. 
I could just have, not, not heal the marriage. We're not even concerned about that. If I could just see maybe one day that thing, things get okay. If I could just see it, but never touch it, never handle it. No, we got to press through. We got to push through. The kingdom has to be enforced. Everyone say enforce it. Thank you, gentlemen. The kingdom is about progress. And so I want you to understand something when we talk about this. Three things as as we bring this to to bring this together. Number one, you got to recognize the kingdom must be enforced. It doesn't happen by accident. You have to enforce the kingdom. Jesus said after he he came to earth, after he went through the uh, baptism, and after he was baptized, he goes into the desert for 40 days. He fasts and he's tempted by Satan. Then he steps into the temple. When he steps into the temple, the Bible says he takes a scroll, Isaiah 61, and he opens it up and he begins to read these words. He reads this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach good or to bring good news to the poor, set me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Jesus unrolls the scroll back up, puts it away, looks at the people watching him and says this. Today, in your hearing, this scripture has been fulfilled. You know what Jesus was doing? You know what he was doing? He was doing, he was pulling a Babe Ruth. He was coming up to the plate and he was saying, he's calling a shot. This is what I'm going to do. This is what, uh, what does the kingdom look like? How does the kingdom look? Jesus came and said this. If they're blind, the remedy is to see. If they're lame, the remedy is to walk. If they're poor, the gospel should be preached to them. If they're in bondage, they should be set free. So what am I telling you? How does the kingdom look? The kingdom looks like whatever you are in bondage to, you have a right to freedom. You have a right to it. You're not just trying to see it. You have a right to enforce it. Come on, somebody. Somebody got to grab a hold of this right now. When Jesus came, Jesus enforced the will of his Father. He enforced the will of his Father. And so I want you to understand that when we talk about the the will of his Father, check this out. Something that happens. Second thing I want you to recognize is this, is that purposeful prayer enforces the kingdom. First of all, you got to enforce the kingdom, but purposeful prayer, prayer with the purpose. See, l- listen, when you pray and all you do is complain, you're not praying. You're worshiping the kingdom of darkness. Complaints are worship and praise to the kingdom of darkness. Because no faith is being released in that prayer. How many of us thought we were praying when we do this? Oh, God. Oh, God, I'm, I'm so tired. I'm just, uh, I'm so tired of this always going on. I, God, I'm just, uh, you know what, the sickness, I've just been with it forever, God. I'm just, uh, God, you know, I just, you know, I just, uh, just get me through the day. Lord, I'm just tired of my husband. He is, not only is he rude, but he's ugly. God, I'm just tired of Dylan. Dylan, you know, just do something. Touch his face. Do something to him, God. Just, just whatever you can do, just bless them but, 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 or, or make me go blind. But somehow just, just help me, Lord. Help me get through this. You're like, no, my husband's fine. 
Yeah, you are, Renee. You are fine. That's right. Purposeful prayer enforces the kingdom. I want you to notice what James chapter 5 says. It says this, The effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Which means this, you look at the New Living Translation, it puts it this way, The earnest prayers of a righteous person has great power to produce what? What? Wonderful results. Follow me on this. Which means this, that God promises to answer his prayers. God promises that when we pray, he will answer us. But when we don't get an answer to prayer, there's one or two things wrong. Either we are not praying fervently enough. Oh, come on, somebody. This is the word. This isn't Pastor Dan's idea. Either we are not praying fervently enough or, and I know this isn't the case for you, we're unrighteous when we pray. The effectual, everyone say fervent, prayers of a righteous to principles you got to be right and you got to be fervent you got to be right and you got to press in you got to be right and you can't give up you got to be right and you got to keep pressing on you got to enforce it and so i want you to understand that when we pray we got to pray purposely now listen if you claim to follow christ but you do not pray you are not following christ Thank you, one of you. You know why? You know why no one else clapped? Because we all feel guilty because we know we don't pray very often. Prayer is not this. Lord, thank you for this food. Amen. That's not prayer. It's a relationship. It's, develop, it's a consistent. I told the Lord, you know, I don't want to just spend an hour a day in prayer. I want to spend the whole day in prayer. But, but listen... You know that isn't that that just isn't practical when you got jobs, you got children, you got things to do. But what I talk about prayer, I'm talking is the constant awareness of the presence of a holy God. That wherever I go, God, you're there. That when I'm standing at the DMV, God, you're there. When I'm dealing and I'm watching that basketball game, God, you are there. When I'm in the shopping mall, God, you are there. When I'm getting my Starbucks, God, you are there. It is an awareness that God is with you wherever you go. So when we pray, we got to pray according to the will of God. Everyone say will. The the word will in the Greek means this. It means purpose, desire, determination, or inclination. So when we talk about praying according to the will of God, you are praying the purpose. Listen to me. When I'm praying, I'm praying for the purpose of God. I'm praying for the desire of God, for the determination of God, and the inclination of God. What God is inclined to do for me. All right? Now follow me. What is a will? What was that? Last Testament. It is the will or the last, uh, it's the last wishes of someone that has passed away. This is what they want carried out when they go. Jesus said, these are my, this is my last will and testament. When Jesus died, he gave us communion. And he said, this is the new will. This is the new testament of my blood and of my body. And so the great thing, the, the sad thing is, is that you get all the stuff that someone leaves you, but you lose the person. In order for the will to go in a, into action. You get all the stuff, but you lose the loved one. 
Jesus died, gave us the will, then said, I'll be back three days later. Y'all missed that part right there. In other words, he ain't dead no more. So when we talk about the will, the will of God is the word of God. Now, have you, when we talk about God's will, everyone makes it real mystical. So I want you to capture this. And this is, this is very important. Don't worry, I'm, 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 I'm closing right now. I'm coming to the end here, so stay with me. We do not pray for the will of God. We do not pray for the will of God. We pray from the will of God. (laughs) Totally missed that one right there, didn't you? We don't pray for the will of God. We pray from the will of God. We begin to declare, what's the difference? This is the difference. Oh, God, I'm sick, man. God, if it's your will, please heal me. Oh, God, please, Lord, I'm so broke right now. I can't pay attention. Lord, if you could just send me a little something and something, something, break off a piece, send a brother something in the mail. Lord, I just really appreciate it right now. Lord, if it's your will, could you get me through this situation? Lord, if it's your will, can you touch my husband's face? Lord, if it's your will, can you do... And you're, you're in this, this, this process of if it's your will and you're, you're living by hope, not faith. When I know... The will of God. How do you know the will? you got to know his word. And so that's why it's important that we gather here. And as you get the word, you begin faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As your faith gets built up, you find out that I don't have to live with sickness. I don't have to live with disease. I don't have to live with depression. I don't have to go through these bondages of addiction. Follow me on this. I have a right now to pray from the will of God. Lord, it's your will that I be whole. So I bind this cancer. And Lord, I cast out this sickness. And Lord, it's your will that I, my marriage be put back together. So let your will be done. Come on, somebody give God praise. And so we recognize that God's will is not mystical. It's tangible. Which means this. You have a right. It's God's will that you be healed. It's God's will that you be restored. It's God's will that your children be saved. It's God's will that you be set free. It's God's will that you be blessed. Oh, come on, somebody. It's God's will that you be promoted. It's God's will that you be, that the grace of God rests upon you. It's God's will that you have peace. It's God's will that you be successful. You have a right to it. He wants that for you. He's a good daddy. We talked about that last week. He's a good dad. Stop asking if it's your will. Now, a wonderful lady asked me last, last week, well, Pastor, right at the altar, if it's God's will, then why didn't your daughter get healed from leukemia? It's a good question. Why didn't this person that we prayed for get healed Why did they die? It's a great question. But I need you to understand, we don't change our philosophy to match our experience. The word of God is unchangeable. 
And just because it didn't work out the way I expected it to in my life doesn't mean I change my theology to match my experience. What I do is I start pressing in. I start pushing. I start contending until my life reflects the word of God. What am I telling you? We don't give in. We don't give up and we use these, these things that happen as the exception rather than the rule. God's will for you is to be healed. God's will for you is to be restored. And as I close, I want you to recognize this. The Bible says, let your will be done. Everyone say done. Done in, in the Greek is an imperfect word. It literally means that it's a continuing thing. It's something that has to be continuing. You don't just pray once and then it's over. You have to continue to come into God's presence, pray this thing through. See, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray and seek my face, then I will hear from where? Where is he? He's in heaven. I'll hear from heaven and I'll forgive your sins and heal your land. There's a difference between prayer and seeking the face of God. As I close this morning, I want you to recognize something. Contending prayer. Everyone say contending. Contending prayer establishes the kingdom. What's contending prayer? It's not praying once and then giving up. That means that I'm going to keep on praying for my marriage even if I haven't seen the results yet. I'm going to keep praying for that person sick even if I haven't seen the results yet. I'm going to keep on standing in the gap in for my family even if I haven't seen the results yet. Because I refuse to allow what I see to determine what I believe. That's a contending faith. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a little girl that was in a coma when she was two months old. For six months, she was in a coma. Reverend Kat sent me, the, sent me a link. And we, it, this, this video, if you get a chance, watch it online. This video is probably about almost 19 minutes long. But we, we cut it down for you to kind of show where they contended for almost 45 minutes in prayer on a Sunday morning, Christmas Day at their church for a baby who for six months had been in a coma. The mom took the child from the hospital at, uh, against the will of the doctors took the child to church. When she got there, she had to bring the baby back to the hospital. That's the only way they would let her take her. And this happened. We're going to take a moment and we're going to pray for a little baby girl here. Lana passed me a note. She said, Mom, there's, there's a mother here with her baby. The baby has been in a coma since it was two months old, and now she is eight months old. And she has recently come out. She said that, and I saw you when you came through the offering line. Uh, she said the baby was abused by a babysitter, and she was severely shaken. That's how she went into a coma. She is admitted in the hospital, even now and still, uh, but against her doctor's wishes, her mother brought the baby here today. She has to take her back.
There are some of us that are here this morning that you got things in your life that are in a comatose state. You've been praying for those things to take place. You've been praying for breakthrough and those breakthroughs haven't come yet. You keep on praying and you keep on believing and these things are still no life is in them. Those things aren't going to be healed until we contend. Those things aren't broken from a little prayer, a cute prayer at the altar. Notice, after they got done praying for her, in my mind, it would have happened when the pastor laid hands on her. In Hollywood, it would have been when the pastor's hands was on the child, and then all of a sudden, the child would have come alive, and all, all, everyone would have went crazy. But that's not what happened. She went back to her seat. They started just going into worship. And it was at the seat that all of a sudden the presence of God reached that child. And that child came alive, opened her eyes. She was alive before, but she wasn't existing. Or she was existing, but she wasn't alive. And I need you to understand that God doesn't want you just to exist. He's calling life out of you right now. There's some here that need to learn to contend. And I'm speaking to myself. 
I'm sad to say, and I'm, as a pastor, I'm, I'm just being straight with y'all. You know, with the, we're, we're always concerned about time. We got one service we got to get in. We got another service we got to get out. We got to break down. We got to go through all this. It's one of the, 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 the things of being a mobile church. Because as soon as we say amen, all y'all are gone and we're breaking down. And so as we're, we're, we're in that, that mobile site, if that baby had come here, If that baby had come here for prayer, I've been praying for that kid for 23 minutes already. Come on. Are you guys going to sing a song or do something? We got to go. Shoot, I want to get to, got to get to Red Robin. Come on, Pastor Dan. Dang. I'll just keep on. It's not on you. I'm talking from me. If that little baby had come here, would she still be in a coma? I don't want that to be the case for your child. I don't want that to be the case for your marriage. I don't want that to be the case for your body. I don't want that to be the case. I want you to know that we're going to press in, that we're going to contend, we're going to stand, we're going to believe until we start seeing with our eyes the miracles, the signs and wonders where the kingdom shows up in your life. But we have to contend. You have to contend for your family. What is contending? Contending happens when we see our reality is not matching our destiny. When we look at what God intended us to be and it's not taking place in my reality. You got to fight for your marriage. Don't give up. You got to fight for your kids. Don't give in. If I don't see it the first time, I'm going to pray again. And if I don't see it the second time, I'm going to do it again. And if I don't see it the third time, I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to keep doing it until my life Matches his word. Something. Something inside us has to rise up. Something inside you has to rise up. I can't do it for you. Something in you has to rise up and say... Set it right. Set it right. Some things out of order in my life, I need the kingdom to show up. Lord, set it right. Addictions, set it right. Sickness, set it right. Financial struggle, set it right. Depression, set it right. I'm going to bondage, set it right. I'm believing now that something inside of you, the contender in you, is going to start stirring up. And the contenders all over this room are going to start rising up and saying, I'm going to start contending for my freedom. I'm going to start contending for my breakthrough. I'm going to contend for my family. I'm going to contend for my city. Come on, lift your hands all over this place. Come on, Troy, would you lift a song unto the Lord this morning? Prepare your hearts right now. Spirit of God, come like the dawn. 
something that you're contending for something that you're believing for that your life has not yet saw but you're believing for it I want to agree with you this morning not for God's will but from God's will we're going to start declaring from God's will right now let's stop settling for those conditions and let's start declaring and believing for breakthrough. These altars are open as Reverend Troy keeps singing. We're going to contend with you right now. Come on. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.